Oh, hello. I didn't see you there. This is Dr. Thaddeus Venture, and you're listening to the Long Box Guys. Whatever that means. the long box guys gonna do tonight brain the same thing the long box guys do every night pinky drink and talk about comics they're useless to taking over the world yes hey everybody welcome to this week's episode of the long box guys with me are some of my best friends since i was a little kid and even some new friends mikey how you doing what are you drinking i'm doing excellent this week uh, i am drinking an uncut gem amber lager from Hoppa's Brewing, just around the corner from my apartment. Uncut Gem, one of the non-circumcised beers out there. Delicious. Josh, how are you doing and what are you drinking? I think I saw what you were drinking earlier. Uh, I am doing pretty good and I have swapped to a beer called Uncommon Grind, which uh, I got from a lovely brewery outside of Durham, uh, North Carolina. All right, Stacy. What you got over there, buddy? How you doing? What are you drinking? I think I know what you're drinking. I'm doing well, and you know what I'm drinking. I'm drinking water out of water out of a Frankenstein monster. Box. Yes. And last but certainly not least, one of my favorite guys on the planet, Tommy, my friend. How you doing? What do you I'm got? Doing, I'm doing okay, Tommy. I am drinking some Old Camp. I am almost done with this bottle. I can't wait to be done with this whiskey. How big was that bottle when you started, man? You've been on this thing for a while. It is. It's it. It's only a 750, but it feels like it's more. <laughs> feels like a but it's so smooth. It's, it's, so smooth. It's not a good whiskey. The bottle tells you so in the bottle. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm drinking one of my faves uh, because of my good friend Josh. This is uh, a West Cork Scotch uh, that my, uh, my uh, buddy next door brought over for me. And a few drops of peanut butter whiskey from Screwball. Uh, I just love the taste of the two together. They're delicious. Yes. Sometimes disparate things go together well, and they marry properly. Speaking of which, this week we're going to be doing MODOK, murderous organism designed only for killing, and talking about MODOK and the uh, things behind it is going to be Joshua. Yeah. Can I just so, say, just I just want to add a spoiler before we begin. Good. Patton Oswalt wanted to have Stiltman in this show. However, they couldn't get the rights to him. Who has, who's holding up Stiltman? Yeah. It's, it's a Fox thing, isn't it? I don't know, but Marvel, I know you're not listening, but if you are... When those rights become available, I want to buy the rights to the Stiltman character. Oh, we should all chip in. I would chip in on that. And I will make a Stiltman movie. Well, I know Hasbro has the rights to Stiltman. And it's called Too Big to Fail. Too Big to Fail. They made an action figure of it. No, no, Too Tall to Fail. Better. Good. Tommy, I wasn't really looking for notes, but okay. (laughs) Actually, that's not bad. Too tall to fail is better. I'll oh, give it no, to you. It's not, it is better, yes. It's not bad. It's, it's better. It's not better. Bad. Can I get it? And he's trying to fuck with Dikembe Mutombo. <laughs> oh, 
Not today. <laughs> no, 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 Stilt Man. Not today. He's trying to rob things from like the 10th floor, but Kembo just slapping it out. Smacking cereal boxes out of his hands. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about Modoc. Uh, a minor, minor villain. Minor? No way. He is oh. a major villain. He's, yeah, kind of a major villain. We have a lot of minor villains show up in this, but I guess Modoc really had big story arcs. Uh, Josh, why don't you tell us a little bit about the etymology, the, the beginnings, the humble beginnings of Modoc? I mean, we all know, uh, most of us know Modoc as, as the Marvel villain. He, he was a big uh, Iron Man and Fantastic Four kind of villain out there. Uh, he is a giant-headed figure in a uh, small power suit. He was always considered uh, sort of the big brain uh, involved with, uh, or sometimes the head of AIM. But really what we're talking about here is the, the new animated series uh, by Hulu, where Modoc is sort of co-opted uh, into the robot chicken universe, essentially, where there's a, uh, a, very, uh, a very adept mix of stop-motion, claymation, uh, traditional animation, and, and CG uh, to sort of make this, uh, this sort of uh, very uh, staccato-rhythmed uh, version of, of how we see shows. So if, if you know Robot Chicken, you're, you know what I'm talking about. It's sort of hard to describe, but it's, it's sort of a very unique take on animated on animated shows and they sort of pull modok out of his master's supervillain sort of serious nature and really really this is a, a family sitcom uh, that happens to be uh, sprinkled into the marvel universe so modok has in this case a family he has a wife and two kids uh he is currently failing as the leader of the uh, as the business leader of aim and the show sort of just takes us on a journey through his self-doubt, his failings, and how he deals with being a supervillain, a father, and a businessman all at the same time. Very well put, uh, uh, Josh. I want to add, I even caught a little tiny bit of rotoscoping in uh, one, uh, one episode. They do, yeah. They do scope over a couple of people. Actually, they scope over um, Patton Oswalt himself. Do that? I did not know that. I, I kinda He's in a framed that. picture at one point that has like one line, nice. and it's just him scoped over. So uh, when they're all uh, sitting together at the beach, I had to look it up. I was like, that looks like rotoscoping to me. And uh, they did a little bit of the background. It seems like they did a little of the background scope on that one. So we had a lot of animation styles and stop motion and things all coming together. Like Robot Chicken, does it work? For me, I have to say it works. It works great, but mostly because of the writing. Uh, and I do like that animation, and it's uh, good material for me. How, how, what do you guys think? I thought it was brilliant. Brilliant? Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. I mean, it was hilarious, and Patton Oswald and the rest of the voice actors did a wonderful job. Uh, you know, everybody just did a fantastic job the the aliens that they brought into the situation the the writing was fantastic in a lot of the episodes all right um josh what'd you think uh i was never a huge fan of robot chicken myself like i i i understand sort of the artistry that it takes to sort of combine all this stuff in a way that 
makes a statement towards what you're trying to produce, and I appreciate that. But honestly, it was never really my thing. Uh, but they do a very good job at it. Like they, they do, they are superb at what they're trying to do. It's just not something uh, I enjoy particularly. You know, I totally get you. I mean, I love Strengo. Uh, when I see his artwork in a comic book, I get nuts. But some people just don't like that style, and you know that might be turning you off a little bit. But the writing is good enough that I was hoping it would get you past that. But some people, you know, the art's the art. Sometimes it's not for them. I like Robot Chicken too, though. So, uh, how about you, Stace? What are your feelings? And by the way, Tommy, I love your enthusiasm, but I stop a little bit short of brilliant. Well, I mean, I liked Robot Chicken, you but see, you know, I, I pull it back. If you think it's brilliant, but, it's great. But Robot Chicken was always kind of hit or miss, whereas this continually hit. It does hit pretty good. Stace, what do you think? I so so I I will take you back in time just a little bit um, for me. <laughs> Josh hates time um, travel. It's okay. It's okay. It's it's more history, not so much time. Oh, okay. Um, I like history. So, <laughs> so as a toy collector, I used to read Toy Fair magazine, and uh, which was uh, kind of a sister magazine to Wizard magazine. Um, but it was toy based. Well, Stacy, we know what Toy Fair magazine is. Ah, uh, but the listeners <laughs> not might not. But there might be people who don't. Um, so they they had a feature in there called uh, Twisted Toy Fair Theater, which was my favorite part of the magazine. Every month, it was it was typically Migos. So usually Hulk pooping on something and Spidey and um, it's where I got uh, Cyclops saying crap in a hat. I still say crap in a hat all the time and I have to explain to people where it came from and nobody cares. Um, So anyway, then Robot Chicken came along, which was basically live action, uh, Twisted Toy Fair Theater. So I was a huge fan. I would agree um, early on, I think they were always good. I think as they... As it went on, it, it was a little more hit or miss, but I always liked the animation style because it was like toys came to life. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, this this hit really hit really hard for me. I I loved I loved every episode. I watched it really quickly. Um, we had started it, and then for some reason, we only watched the first couple of episodes, um, and we moved on to something else. And uh, I got really busy, and then watched basically watched the rest of it over the course of the last week or so, um, watching a couple episodes a night. So, um, yeah, I loved it. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> Excellent, Stacey. I, I get exactly what you're saying when you say you know crap in a hat, uh, because uh, me saying uh, uh, with Ned, Stacy. We know it, that's right from Knight's Tale, and I still do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're English. We know who Edward the Eighth is. Uh, Mike, what did you think? So, I was not impressed with the series when I first started watching it, but then I got to episode number four, <laughs> and after that, I was like, "Oh, it's a love letter to stupid supervillains." Now I am loving everything about it. And at that, after that point, I became a huge fan. And the earlier episodes didn't see, you know, I didn't think the earlier episodes, the first three episodes were as funny as I had hoped. And maybe that's just because I had high expectations for the series. But the fourth story 
that delivered for me and got and me it kept going. It, it got me right in the feels, yeah. and all of a sudden now I was a Modoc fan. And now but we're invested. It's hard to write a, a story about a villain because you have to have one of those. It's called the save the cat moment when you're writing for them, where it doesn't matter how bad they are, you still have to be able to relate to them somehow. In the first episode, they do that by Modoc losing control of AIM. He's a dick to everybody, uh, but when he has to sell his company, he doesn't want, or, or you know, he doesn't want his employees to lose their jobs. He actually cares about another human being, even though he totally fucks it up right away and afterwards. But then in episode four, where he realizes that, uh, you know, the, the folks at the bar with no name are his crew <laughs> and that he really not only did, you know, he wanted to hang out with the cool kids and they didn't want to have anything to do with him, but these guys accepted him for who he was and they didn't care if he was a loser because he was their loser. And then he, uh, that's where the, his story arc started to change for me. And I started to love Modoc as the show went on. All right, we're definitely going to talk about that episode. Uh, but let's also, uh, time is just over to get yours. Uh, let's talk real quickly about what I think is the, the best part of this. And that's what Mikey said. The um, It's a love letter to all these supervillains and superheroes who didn't get that much uh, love in the past. When I saw the tattered Damalian... <laughs> Now, you guys know how much I love that character. He's, He's not even my favorite character that shows up out of nowhere. Doesn't that power just to, like, destroy paper? His power is to destroy money. It's not about having money. It's <laughs> about destroying money because the status quo is not quo, my friend. The Tattered Million uh, actually is one of those tragic supervillains who is really powerful, but he has a mental block. So he can disintegrate things. He can disintegrate anything in reality, except he has become this anti-capitalist who believes what he can disintegrate is wealth. So that's all he can disintegrate. Hey, what do you got there? Two quarters? I can't really fuck with that. What do you got there? A million bucks? Gone. What are you driving there? A Volvo? Gone. What are you driving there? A Volkswagen from 1984? Can't touch it. Boo, do, 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 do. Can't touch it. <laughs> he can destroy objects of opulence and wealth because he is a homeless uh, superhero who wants to destroy the status quo. <laughs> All right. So first, if you haven't watched this, there's spoilers. Sorry. But that is not a spoiler because he is in... 15 seconds of the show. seconds. Yeah. Wonder Man just pounds him out once or twice. Right. Wonder Man <laughs> kicks his tent over. He's a fucking homeless dude. <laughs> Wonder Man's like, criminal. He's like, criminal? I, do, I live here. He's like, and you're ruining property values. <laughs> you destroy, uh, case in point, he destroyed the Tattered Man's secret lair. Yeah. <laughs> Which was a um, tent. I also have to cop to something I did. Uh, 
I loved episode four so much that I spoiled it for my good friend Josh. Josh, once again, I apologize. Spoiler coming up. Uh, I told Josh what happened to the Melter. So let's talk about episode four. We have some of the best, craziest supervillains in the world in there. And, like, they're all supervillains I love. I didn't know Tenpin. Did anyone know Tenpin before this? Yeah, he's remember. he's part of a crew that's just all jugglers. I, well, I've looked him up since then, but I didn't know him before then. Yeah. How about Pound Cake? I remember Pound Cake, but I couldn't quite place her. She was a Dazzler villain. That's yeah. right. That's she along with a group. She's familiar. Yeah, she's yeah, with she a group of like other. Titania and stuff, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, there was like an all female. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 But I gotta yeah. say, she made me look up what a Milner is. You knew what a oh yeah! Was? I did not know what a Milner was. I did not know a Milner was a female hat maker. I did not know that. But when whoa, 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 whoa. female? Uh, oh, sorry, a maker of female hats. Maker Excuse of female, me. yeah, because all right, because you had me there for a second. I know a Milner makes female hats, but I yeah. didn't know they had to be female. Yeah, I was, I was incorrect in my phrasing. Phrasing, Lana. Uh, you know why you didn't know that, Mike and Stacy? Because neither of you guys are in uh, the SEA or anything no, like that. No, I did know that. Oh, you I did, did know that. Okay. I did, Good. yeah. That's, yeah, why, that's I... why Mike doesn't know that because he never got sucked into uh, the world of anachronisms. Uh, because we know a Fletcher, a Milner, and a, uh, uh, like, all the crazy. What's the guy that puts a horseshoe on? Oh, that's, um. Uh, Furrier. Yeah, Furrier. Yeah, like, we know uh, all that stuff. Yeah, <laughs> only because of our time in the society. So uh, we knew that one. Uh, who was your favorite one to see? Who was your favorite off the off the books? You see him in the background, super villain, and there were a lot. Anybody? I I love the brief uh, brief view of the brood. <laughs> the brood Why, being taken the brood? down by the uh, by the it's the party animals. The party, the party animals. animals. Yeah. I remember now. Yeah, I mean, he was trying to summon the brood instead of someone said villains in the Marvel universe, and they're taken down by these party animals. One of the worst villains, like they say, it's the worst than death is to be taken over by the brood and the party animals. <laughs> I have to say that. That was one of my favorite lines of the whole show, where he was like, he goes in, he goes to the portal to get the beach ball, and the brood gives him the spiel about the party animals, and he gets the ball back. He's like, I can't believe he didn't pop the ball. <laughs> like, I was like, yeah, me neither. Uh, my favorite guest appearance was the mandrill. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of way. It's a kimono. This is the way you wear it. <laughs> that was a big episode. I mean, a lot happened in that a episode. Lot happened. A lot happened in that episode. And once was, again, let me just say the Mandrill is probably the most racist character in all of Marvel Dump. And he was, was on full display. I was <laughs> surprised. They, uh, uh, if I'll, I'll pardon my language, whipped him out. For that, uh, for that episode, he yeah, that he made the door just like that to do. That. You did that on purpose. It's a French door. This is how you close it. This is bad. It yeah. wasn't a total waste. I got to see Bandrill's dog. 
<laughs> yeah. Well, we know a lot more about the Armadillo's ex-wife now. Yeah. Who else is showing up? Grizzly? <laughs> yeah, could uh, be. Werewolf by Night? Scorpion? Oh, it's going to be in season two. Frogger? <laughs> Frogger? She's got a type. Steeplejack? Steeplejack? What? No, that's Steeplejack. Why Steeplejack? Who went off the rails on that one? It's all animals, yeah. you idiots. <laughs> White rabbit? White rabbit. Oh, the gibbon. <laughs> yeah. All right, so let's talk a little bit about episode four, where a lot of people think he turns around. He goes to the secret lair in Soho. Is that the name of that bar? Does anybody remember? Yes. Something like that. Yeah. Right. Like, it's got like, the secret lair. It's yeah. in Soho. And it's a super trendy bar. We see the leader. I think we see... Um, Mr. Well, Sinister. And yes, Mr. Sinister. Madam Mask. Madam Mask. Yes, all big hitters, heavy hitters. And they don't let Modoc in. So Modoc has to go to one of our favorite places in the Marvel Universe, the Bar with No Name. I love the Bar with No Name. My favorite thing that ever happened to the Bar with No Name, uh, the thing and Sandman got drunk. Do you remember that one? No. No, no. no. That's where they try to make the Sandman kind of into a war. The thing finds the Sandman at the Bar with No Name, and the entire issue is the same man going over his origin story and the thing telling him at the end, you know what? Do what you gotta do. You're a good guy. Maybe get it together. They never fight. It's terrific. So the bar with no name is where low-level superhero goes to commiserate, to meet up, to form crews, and to maybe go out. And so many great characters are there. Who's the favorite character on that crew? Josh. On the crew on Modoc? Yeah. Darmadillo. Armadillo. So Armadillo has all the powers of an armadillo, including generally. Yeah, why not? Uh, I love his ex-wife. I love that whole bit. How about you, Tommy? Who'd you like? Armadillo was was the best in that. All right, Mikey. Uh, super adaptoid because he wasn't part of the crew. <laughs> but he's not a part of the crew, and let's go to the radio for that. Hey, this is the radio, and I'm a normal guy. That was a great bit. Every part of that bit was terrific. Stace, who's your favorite there? Oh, gosh. I gotta go with Edgar the Screamer. Oh, me too. Because, well, I mean, two reasons. One, and I just have to I have to step back and say I loved the leader because Bill Hader was doing his best Vincent Price <laughs> to be the leader. Um, but, but I just, I love, I love the gimmick. I love how he keeps talking about the band he was in, and he's really offended when nobody's ever heard of it. Like, everything about that character was hilarious to me. That was that song on the jukebox. That's my band. Underlands. <laughs> Maybe you, you like, you're a lyrics guy. That's okay. You like our concept album. Okay! <laughs> concept album about the lady that transforms into <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Bill Hader also plays uh, Angar the Screamer. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah. That's that's the other reason that, that I like him a lot. And um, he played the bartender, the Orb. The yeah, orb. and he also plays one of the uh, one of the AIM guys, too, um, that shows up in later episodes. And if you haven't watched Barry, go and watch Barry. Oh my God, yes, watch they have an all-star cast for that. Like Whoopi Goldberg is pound cakes. Yeah, <laughs> really? Yeah. Jesus Christ! Mm-hmm. Nathan Fillion's yeah. Wonder Man. We knew that. <laughs> Wonder, 
Nathan Fillion is always Wonder Man. I think always he's got a contract already. Yeah, side note, Nathan Fillion is Wonder Man. Yeah, let's, let's not, not get away from the that's fact. Like that's just That's just That's just The it. wonder is his penis. Ah! Whoa. Oh, Stacy, I worship the ground you walk on. That is a great bit. All right. <laughs> Thank you. So uh, we have all those characters. We have Nightloaf. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> Everything about Nightloaf made me laugh, including the knight from, from The Last the, Crusade. From Last The Crusade. Last Crusade, being the owner. He's killed three people since we've been here. Don't fuck with the knight. <laughs> here are your meatloafs. Choose wisely. <laughs> what happens? And I love it. It's meat, it's turkey, turkey and meat. meat. It's a turkey so dry. The turkey so dry. <laughs> Nothing about that was bad. Everything about that was terrific. And then they, and then we get a little homage to the Warriors out of nowhere, ah. where they're oh my god, that's so good. And you ready for me to bring this whole thing down? Yeah, that was the only episode I really, really liked. It was my. It was definitely my favorite. It's not. It wasn't just my favorite episode, which it was, but like, honestly, the rest of the series. Like, that that episode was an 18, and everything else was, like, a 12 for me. You know what? A 12's not a terrible role. No, so, it was fine. Yeah. But that one, that that particular episode is an absolute, total 18 to me. Yeah. Uh, Only someone we know how ruined the ending for me. It's true. <laughs> I, I was talking to Josh about the Melter, and he had this, because we had talked a little bit about uh, food trucks, and the Melter... Anybody have an idea what the Melter's food truck's name would be? We'll never know. We'll never know. I mean, we'll okay. think about it for a, for a generation. <laughs> never get it. It'll haunt us. It'll haunt us. Um, but that was such a good episode. And you would think that my favorite episode would be two episodes later when Arcade shows up. You, and he is the entire episode. You mean my co-star, Alan Tudyk from Alan Con Man? Tudyk. Yeah. By the way, perfect cast, right? It, 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 you you could have been like, the lamp is Alan Tudyk, and I would have been like, Mwah! beautiful perfect casting. casting. I've never seen a better lamp. Great lamp. Good the lighting lamp. is perfect. Oh, he's illuminating the room just like he should. It's perfect. Look at that shading. So Arcade, a very minor character in Marvel, but one of my favorite characters for no reason whatsoever, except it just hit me at the right time. And he shows up in all of his white suit, red tie, platform shoe glory, and eats up every single scene he's in. And the slow-moving hypodermic needles <laughs> destroy me. Like, are those needles moving towards us? I can't even tell anymore. Uh, did you guys like that episode? Yeah, I love that episode. Oh, yeah. I yeah. love that episode mostly because I knew you would love that episode. Uh, I'm with LT here. I really <laughs> like that episode because I was like, Tom's going to love this episode. That's exactly the way my wife feels about butt sex. Like, she doesn't like it, but she loves how much joy it brings me. <laughs> like, it's fine. I'm just happy to be here for your enjoyment on this one. Uh. <laughs> So I loved episode seven, the Wonder Man episode. Uh, a great episode. Because you also find out that Modoc's wife is also a supervillain. Yeah, she just doesn't wear a, co- a costume. She gives her son a peanut allergy. 
Yeah. Because he was eating paydays. Like, oh my god. Paydays are fucking delicious. No, they're not. Yes, they they are. are. They are. Not ten. Well, ten is excessive. Ten would murder you, you diabetic. It probably would. (laughs) That's what insulin's for. That's what insulin's for, just one. Like, like, like the kid said, and I finally have a reason to carry this heavy pad. Hey, yeah. <laughs> okay. I yeah. love that kid, by the way. Uh, his bar mitzvah was hilarious to me. He wanted to do magic. Magic is cool. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that they they managed to incorporate a a Bobby Hill slash Gene Belcher kind of <laughs> kid, like because that always makes every show where there's like a teenage or preteen kind of son in animation. <laughs> well, I love how the rabbi hit the nail on the head that the kid was regressing into an age beneath his own age uh, to a time when his parents were still together, and it was the trauma that was making him act like a, like a like an infant and not his normal, you know, uh, personality. And maybe there was a problem that they had to address. And I love the way that came out. So very, very organically. I also love that he named himself Lanky Organism, Undeniably Irresistible <laughs> and Syphilitic. <laughs> I haven't looked up that last word so yet. Nice. Don't tell me what that means. I just like the way it sounds. I like the way it sounds. <laughs> and the Scientist Vincent. Supreme shows up. We all know the Scientist Supreme is actually a pimp. But the AIM version of the Scientist Supreme shows up, and she has all the battle orbs, and that's also awesome. Yeah. Although we don't know we talk- for 100% sure she's not Hank Pym, because at one point she has Pym particles. She right. has Pym particles, that's true. You don't know. Yeah. Maybe that's who she killed. That was pretty nice. I did like the trash portal Asgard. That was fun. That was I thought that, that whole that, episode that, was, was great. How many goblins have to die? Goblins are there. I came here with two goats. <laughs> oh, now there are three. He keeps naming them. He's like, we're not naming them. We're <laughs> not naming them. His name is Fufina. I love him. Go uh, Castina. I love you. I, I think the thing that killed me the most in that episode was when Lou, you know, had had built this career doing magic for this. and then he's like what is her name? Is it something like Grawline? Yeah. And she just comes out on stage and you're like, is she gonna sing? And then she just starts screeching. Ah! So good. Yeah. I was really looking for a Grawline. Grawline? Yeah, that's what I was expecting. But yeah, we didn't get that. Yeah, we just they, did, they did sidestep us on that. But we did okay. get Gotis Redding. We did yes. get Gotis Redding. <laughs> I have a question about the song, uh, uh, Jolene. Uh, since we're, we're just gestalt mine here, uh, Dolly Parton wrote Jolene when she was at her most Dolly Parton nest. The yeah. fuck was Jolene bringing to the fucking party that Dolly Parton felt threatened? Yeah. I just gotta see a picture of Jolene. That's what I'm saying. If it, if Jolene makes Dolly Parton feel like a five, I gotta see Jolene. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, now we get a little more time traveling, so I know where we lose Josh. Well, that's not what lost me, but you know, it, well, it's, uh, in the context of the show, it's fine, right? Uh, 
it's it's never it's like like I said, it's never one of my favorite tropes. But mostly, it's not my favorite trope. Uh, the same way that uh, I I view like meta magic, meta meta magic, magic without limitation. So it, it's not really used in that way. It's it's just is what it is. But honestly, the the there were definitely episodes I like a lot more, and everything else is sort of sort of just running running hot enough for me to keep watching. So, um, yep. I wish they had more aim minions because yeah. I fucking loved Gary. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. I loved Gary's boyfriend more than Big Mike. Big Mike. I thought this I coffee was Doris. for everyone. I'm sorry. <laughs> Big, bye, Big Mike can come along. <laughs> All right, Big Mike. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know what else to say about this episode. Uh, I mean, the series is for people who like Marvel already. If you don't like Marvel, you're not going to get some of the jokes, and you might not be carried along the way some of us were carried along. Like, as a standalone by itself, if you don't know the universe... I'm not sure it works very well. What do you guys think? I think it does. I think I it love. can. Yeah. I, I think right. it can, I think... but you know, it helps if you know how ridiculous the character of Modoc is to begin with. Right? I mean, giant head, little body, floating around is ridiculous. I think we get that just from the visuals. Right. But, but in the Marvel Universe, he's like one of the big bads. He Whereas, was. Whereas was, in this universe, they like, treat I mean, him the like the time, ridiculousness that he is. The last time we saw Modoc, he was Brodoc, right? They've been so, using him as a joke for a little while. Uh, they, they've been using Modoc yeah. as a joke for a while. And also, he's been a joke. He's been the, the kick-around joke character in uh, the Marvel supervillains, uh, the Marvel uh, one for kids, which I understand is more for kids, and so they yeah. need a joke character. But he really is their punching bag in that one, too. Yeah, Fred Van Lenty had a supervillain team-up number 11, uh, supervillain team-up Modox 11, which was supposed to be a spoof on Ocean's 11, uh, where Modoc is forming a crew to do a heist. And it doesn't have the same characters um, except for Armadillo in the comic book. But there's not 11 of them, which I, which I love. <laughs> like the Secret Six. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There's five of them. Shh. It might be six. All right, well, it's three to eighteen. This bad boy. I I give I give Modok a solid sixteen. I love it. One episode was a solid eighteen. All right, one episode was a solid eighteen. Arcade was a solid seventeen. Everything else, fifteens and fourteens, but. I'm going to give it a solid, solid 16 all the way around. I moved a little bit. <laughs> Stace, what about you? Yeah, I agree. I, it was a it was a solid 16. I, I enjoyed every episode. There was at least one thing that was, you know, made me laugh really hard. But there were yeah, there was episodes, at least one like, little bit that you could hang on to, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I appreciated it. I mean, it, it had Patton Oswalt all over it like his his random humor um yeah I, I solid 16 I'll also give it a solid 16 I think some of the episodes were stronger than others but overall it was very entertaining and 
they're only half hour episodes, so like five hours, you're done with the whole season. So it's not a huge time commitment. Uh, when it comes to other shows where it becomes like a chore to watch, this was not one of those shows for me. How about you, LT? I'm going to give it a 15. Uh, the first few episodes were were taking a little bit to, to get in compared to the, the later episodes. Um, but overall, it was a great show. It was, I think it was, I still think it was brilliant for what it was. Um, you know, and it, like I said, every single episode did hit at some point. But the first few episodes were a little weaker than the later episodes, in my opinion. So I'm going to give it a solid 15. Those first three episodes kind of ruminate a little bit too much on his deteriorating marriage. And as someone who's terrified of, like, not paying attention, enough attention to his marriage, uh, because I'm married to a great person, I love her dearly. You know, I was like, it actually caused me a little anxiety. Like, oh, my God, am I not paying enough attention to my wife's book deal? What the hell am I doing? And, uh, yeah, so uh, I can see how someone getting divorced might not like uh, this, these episodes quite as much. Wow. Josh, honey! You just want to, what are we, we just outing me? Is this, is this podcast outing? outing? Where's, where's, where where's the salt? Oh, Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ, dude. Where's, I, I really uh, mean that, by the way, but it really did hit on me because I, I am a guy. No, no, no. No, works. yeah, keep hammering away at it. Like, yeah, just, 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 do you want to, do you want to talk about it again? Wanna Let's just say it's on. an amazing show, and if you don't love it, you're dead to us. Josh, what did you think? Uh, I'm somewhere between a 12 and 13. I'm going to give it a 13 just because that one episode was so amazing, but otherwise I, I'd throw it a 13 for the rest of the time. And maybe if Tom hadn't ruined that episode for me and I hadn't fucking got divorced this year, it would have been a 14. Is that what you wanted to hear, Tom? Is that what you fucking wanted out of me? I think that's what Tom wanted. You got it. It's a 12. You got it, dude. Jesus Christ. Another beer. From this podcast. So originally Hulu had scheduled this to be one of four series that they ordered, including Hit Monkey. Uh, dude, you would have loved Mikey. Howard the Duck. I would have loved. And then, of course, That's so great. Tigra so- and Dazzler. Uh, well, we were all, we were I would have loved. It was all going to be the same kind of animation, and then they were all going to have a crossover episode called The Offenders. <laughs> all right, I can see that. So, yeah, I think that was their answer to the, the to Defenders. Animation. I would have loved to have seen like a deep, deep manga cut of Tigra and Dazzler, but have it be completely ridiculous comedy. Well, see, I was going hentai. They're going to fight Starro? Yeah! Yeah. Good casting, Mikey. (laughs) Does anyone have any last words to say about it? I mean, my favorite part was the little interstitial characters they brought out real quick, just in the background, uh, and, like, the orb tending bar and uh, the melter winding up to a grilled cheese truck. All those things made me laugh hysterically. I loved all seeing all that. And the brood. Let me ask you a question. How many pontoon boats are they going to get? <laughs> well, look. It's here's the thing about really. pontoon boats. There are a lot of responsibility. 
So a pod, a half pontoon boat each makes the most sense. It really does. It really does. Ten pontoon boats is too many pontoon boats. Ten I'll, pontoon I'll boats each. It's a goddamn pontoon boat. Like, yeah. yeah. All right. Count with pontoon boat. That's too much responsibility for you, Tom. You're right. Yeah. You're you right. need to find point. a friend. <laughs> In later seasons of Modoc, I am going to rent a pontoon boat. And that is where we're going to podcast from. I'm in. I'm totally in. <laughs> Mikey, uh, what do you have in the front of the law box for you, brother? I got nothing. Good. Tommy, what do you have in the back of the law box? I have Sweet Tooth by Jeff Lemire. Oh. Uh, I bought this off, off Comicsology, the uh, deluxe edition. Uh, and I read around 900 pages of the three deluxe editions of Sweet Tooth by Jeff Lemire, and it is fantastic. Uh, it's different from the show on Netflix, but it's still a fantastic read. It's still a great story. Uh, it is filled with with great storytelling, uh, even though elements are changed, and even though it has a bit more religion in it than what appears in the TV show so far, um, it's still a great read, and everybody should go out and and give it a chance and, and give it a try. I mean, I haven't read the comics yet, but I I, I did watch uh, the the first uh, the first season on is it Netflix, right? Netflix, yeah. Yes. Netflix. And I I honestly I think that show is a gift. I think they did a fantastic job with it. It's timely. It's interesting. It's well done. Uh, you really get a a, a bit of a, a heartfelt sort of feeling for all the characters and what's going on and I hope I hope I just hope they do it justice and keep it going and I would like Jeff I know you're not listening but right now I got the feels man I got the feels for that show so keep it up question Josh, for wait, uh, question for both of you oh, yeah. no you go thank you quick question Josh can I watch this with Laney as a vegetarian yes I can yeah. because the kind yeah. of book was a little iffy. Okay. She doesn't like skinning deers in Red Dead, so there's a few moments. There's a few moments where she's gonna cringe, but honestly, it's it's a from that perspective, it's a fairly subdued show, and I would say yes. Uh, okay. Yeah. What are we gonna ask, yeah. So, for the Netflix show, I have not seen that yet. Would you say that is child friendly? It's. It's young friendly, not child friendly. I would, I would push that show, maybe starting the in the eleven to thirteen range, depending on kids. Okay, yeah, that's where I was going to put it. What did you? What would you say about the Vertigo series, LT? Um, I would say that you probably are probably okay a little later than that. Probably closer to thirteen. It has a lot more mysticism, and it, it has a little bit more graphicness to it. So we're going to say... It's a little grittier. We're going to say probably appropriate for young teens. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would, I would push a young up. teen, yeah. Okay. Because I know a lot of our our listeners are actually, you know, have children and are look to us to give them recommendations for stuff that their kids can read or watch. Yeah, I mean, the... The comic book has a lot more mysticism in it, and some of that is replaced with science in the TV series. 
Um, and also it has a little bit more grittiness to it. So I think you really want more young teen for the comic book. Also, it's, you know, it's not exactly small. I mean, it, it clocks in close to a thousand pages. So, But it's a complete story. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, it has to be at an age where they can stick with it as well. I, I think the, the the key for the show is understanding mortality. Yep. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Well, that doesn't sound good at all. But <laughs> it's 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 a it's a great great book. Yeah, it's a dark subject, no doubt. So. Hey man, this is Kevin Smith, uh, Silent Bob from all those terrible Jay and Silent Bob type pictures, and you are listening to Thinking Outside the Long Box Comics Talk for comics fans. <laughs> well, says give us a toy to get to wash the taste of our mouths out. <laughs> well, you're gonna especially like the toy this week, um, based on our discussion about Modoc, because it is arcade. arcade. Yay! Yeah. Now, was he a standalone, or was he a piecemeal one? What was Arcade? So, he and he, he came with a more modern head, but I don't know what I did with it. It's around here somewhere, but this is his classic look. Um, he came by himself. Uh, he came with a Build-A-Figure piece. I can't remember what the Build-A-Figure was. That was um, but he I, was I picture it with Modoc in my mind's eye. Uh, no, so they just released Modoc, uh, but he was he was a standalone kind of a like a larger, more deluxe box uh, box set uh, figure. It's a really nice figure. It's really cool. It comes with face plates that you can change, and um, he's super cool. But this was uh, Arcade was part of uh, Super Villains Wave, so it was him, uh, a white version of Doctor Doom, uh, Red Skull. I'm sorry, uh, a white version. Uh, of the armor, Tom. Of the oh, armor. Yeah. Like white cape, white hood. Um, I don't remember that version of Dr. Doom. Where did that show up? Uh, I remember the cool leather know. version. Yeah, I, I think it was a more modern one, but I'm not, I'm honestly not sure. Uh, I think it was think the so. Secret Wars when he gained godlike ability. Sure, everyone goes white when they get godlike abilities. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's easy to keep yeah, clean uh, when you have godlike Hours. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Otherwise, it's a it's nightmare. Yeah, the green just kind of sloughs off, you know, particles. It's great. Yeah, they they did uh in the same way they did a version of uh, the hood, and when you take the hood off, he just looks like an angry white guy. So a lot of people have been taking pictures of him uh, in places like because he has the and he doesn't come with these hands but customizers have changed the hands to like these kind of like claw hands so there's pictures of him like screaming like ah, you know like they don't have any toys at Target ah, I'm upset like kind of funny pictures on Instagram but, I didn't think the hood was white well this one looks like he's a white guy alright um, I remember the hood the character I don't believe he was a white fellow the hood yeah. I don't know. Who knows? He's got it... a hood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember the one or two times he took it off. He was uh, an African American Ute. Are you thinking he hooded Justice? I think he's no, think think the hood. Just... No, I think he's the hood. He was in okay. the. Uh, the uh, uh, he was a major character in the Iron Fist uh, Power Man uh, miniseries. 
look him up. Okay. 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 Anyway. Uh, yeah, arcade. Uh, he's really cool, and I like. Does he have platform shoes? He does have platform shoes. Look at that. Hey, got his cane. His cane, his giant yellow bow tie. Perfect. For those who are listening to our podcast instead of watching it on YouTube, by the way, we have a YouTube channel. Search for The Law Box, guys, and go ahead and subscribe. Where can they find photos of Arcade? They can find photos of Arcade on my Instagram, which is at GeekyVixen. He's in it. All right, well, that brings us over to tangents. Josh, got a tangent for us? Um, yeah. So, I guess over the past couple weeks, I've, uh, I've, I've rolled through some mountains. I've rolled through the East Coast. And I, I am looking for other places to go uh, that are drivable. So... Uh, for you guys, I, I know we've all, well, Stacy, you are due south. Uh, Mike, you've lived all over. Where have your uh, favorite road trips been on the East Coast? Like, where can I go? Where can I get in my car and go? Like, find me a place. Have you ever seen the Amish in the wild? <laughs> I was I mean, about to... <laughs> that was mine. That's easily my favorite road trip. Tom... Hops in my car, says, what do you got going on this week? I said, no, I have nothing. This is the first time I've ever had a paid vacation. Uh, I've got the whole week off. And he's like, road trip. Uh, where are we going? I've never seen an Amish person live before. So off we went. And we, we brought with us black clothing. And our, um, our thought was that we were going to just jump a fish and be Amish for a couple of days. We would blend. And, yeah, blend. blend. And that didn't work. They yelled at us to get off their roof. I remember that. Get off our roof! (laughs) We were like, we're trying to raise this place. Yeah, come on, we're helping. You're not, you're not helping English. Yeah. Man, how did they know we were English? So uh, we had a great time in Amish country. That was one of my favorite road trips. Mike, drink, you stole mine. Stacey. Um. I mean, what direction are you looking to go? That doesn't matter. I mean, I did 10 days, 2,000 miles last time, so uh, I'm not exactly looking for a short trip. And I will right. say I have a wonder, new, wonderful new app for my phone called Brewery Map, which <laughs> lets me point in a destination A and a destination B, and then a threshold for how far off the highway I'm willing to go, and it shows me all the breweries I can visit on my path. It's oh, fantastic. Nice. It does um, nice. It is nice. So... I, well, I have one that's not on the East Coast, and I have one that's on the East Coast. So, mm-hmm. East Coast, if I'm playing by the rules and saying East Coast, I, and I haven't been there since I was in college, but uh, I had a really fun road trip to Savannah. Um, that that was a real, it, it was a school trip, but I, all, everybody there was of age except one kid who was not, and he, he had to make sure that we all uh, hobbled back to our hotel safely. Um, and, uh, yeah, we, we went to a writing conference and our, uh, our, 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 uh, director, he, 
he bought us all like he spent hundreds of dollars on us <laughs> buying us booze, which was probably not great, but uh, it was a great trip. <laughs> so that was a lot of fun. Savannah, um, okay. So Savannah, and then breaking the rules, and this is I don't know this is drivable from where you are, um, but when we went to Wisconsin, um, there were a ton of great breweries and we stopped at, there's a tourist place called the Mars cheese castle right over the border. Uh, like as you drive through Illinois to Wisconsin, there's yeah. the Mars cheese castle, but it's like the Mars beer castle for us. Cause I bought, I bought a lot of beer, uh, <laughs> cause a lot of the beers we had tried while we were, while we were there were, were awesome. So, um, yeah, I would say, like, if you're taking a beer trip, Wisconsin is a really good one. Um, I mean, I love Milwaukee. Have, yeah, and and we, I mean, I, I will put in a plug for a lot. We have a lot of breweries in town. Like, it's not quite Asheville, but it's pretty damn close. We have a lot of really good beer in town. Good to know. All right. So, locally, I always love to go to Hammond Castle. I do like Hammond. Yeah. So, I mean, that's always a good road trip. Just go up the coast and go to Hammond Castle and maybe stop in Salem. Have a beverage there. Uh, I do love the the North Shore of Massachusetts is, is nicer than a lot of people uh, give credit for. And if you haven't heard of Hammond Castle, it's yeah, it is definitely worth a stop. One of the most prolific one, so. inventors in U.S. history. <laughs> I, uh, I really enjoyed my trip from San Francisco to Memphis. I did that on a scooter. I did it most on Route 66, staying in abandoned um, roadside attractions, which I talk about frequently, and that was a great road trip for me. Uh, if you ever get a chance to do Route 66, you have to do it on a uh, an all-terrain vehicle or a scooter or a motorcycle now because the road itself is mostly closed. But uh, it was a great trip. But I would like to do it again, and uh, I'm doing some of the Cannonball Run this summer. Uh, I'm not taking the entire Cannonball Run. The Cannonball Run this year is from Bar Harbor, Maine, to Eureka, California, and then you ship your bike back. Uh, I'm doing Bar Harbor, Maine, to about Chicago, and then I'm going to dip down to Kentucky, and then I'm going to just ride back. Uh, it's the same exact distance. Well, it's actually just a teeny bit farther the way I'm going, uh, but that'll be... My summer road trip this year. I don't know. Eventually, I'd like to get out to uh, Owl's Head, Maine. There's a transportation museum out there that's got a scarab. And I would love to see another scarab. What's a scarab? It's a uh, If you remember, Tommy, we went to the Lane Auto Museum when we first... That. It was a great trip. When we first did Comic-Con panels. And there was... A stout scarab. It was a silver stout scarab. It was like a like the first world's first minivan, if you will, but so much cooler. Built in the thirty in the twenties or thirties. Uh, they were all hand built. There's only a handful of them left. It was wood. Uh, wood on the sides. What? There's wood on the sides. No, there's no wood on the sides. Uh, but but it had so a side. It had a side opening. It had a I believe a side opening door. Uh, it was rear-engined. There was no transmission bump. Yes. Uh, it had a scarab uh, kind of uh, 
in the the front of it, sort of, I want to say almost carved into it, in the front of it. Uh, it was just a cool, cool-looking vanish-type vehicle. You could move around the seats. You could. It had a little table you could reposition. For being built in 1930s, it was a technological marvel and uh, was just a fantastic-looking Art Deco vehicle. Well, we say it was built in the 1930s. It definitely was built in the 1930s, but it was a concept vehicle. No, no, they built them. How many they, they built? Only, they only built a handful of them because... Not um, a concept vehicle. <laughs> no, no, they didn't. They, they meant it going to production, but they were so damn expensive that it was a rare commodity. And, you know, with between coming off the Depression and going into the war, there just wasn't there wasn't enough demand for them because they sold and it would it was so expensive. It would be like buying like an 80 or 90 thousand dollar car now. With today's money. So it was not exactly in every everyday man's reach. I, re- I do remember that. The late auto museum, by the way, one of those trips we took on the side, which I totally did not regret. I'm a scooter nut, and they had enough scooters there that kept me enthralled. And also, and they had that cool monowheel scooter. Remember that, Tommy? Yep. Just yep. one big wheel that rotated around the chassis of the motorcycle. Very cool. The late auto museum, even if you're not a super car nerd like my good friend LT, man, that is a fun, fun museum. I enjoyed that thoroughly, and I'm not a car guy. Yeah, it is a great museum. I'm sure in Nashville, Tennessee. Nashville, what did I say? Nah, I don't know what you said. but Well, I'm slurring my speech a lot, so. <laughs> so <laughs> Nashville, also a great city. Nashville, I like Nashville, yeah. Big fan oh, yeah. My old partner is leaving Singapore and getting transferred to Buffalo. And I, I think I might be driving out to Buffalo to greet her and on the way I'm going to stop at the Baseball Hall of Fame and House Cavern House Cavern that's a good try I remember that I did that when I was a kid once that's that's what I did it as a kid and I was like this was awesome I'm wondering how awesome it is as an adult Ah, I will find out uh, you and I went to House Caverns together oh do you remember why syphilis <laughs> Just flows off the tongue, sorry. We went up to Howe Cavern on our way to Canada for a court date for someone. Are you talking to me still or Tommy? No, I'm talking to you. It wasn't me. Uh, it, well, I'll give you a hint. Well, it, was probably J- it was probably Jay then, because he's the only guy I know that got, got a cocaine charge in Canada. Yeah. I'm sorry, should I not have cocaine? Oh, shit. No, I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you added J on the podcast. That's fine. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to use his initials. J. Uh, J. J. <laughs> J. <laughs> oh, that's why we had to pick J up. Because uh, they, yeah. they pounded Hatman's truck. J thought he had the perfect hiding place. An empty cassette tape. <laughs> Like everyone on the planet wasn't using an empty cassette tape. Like that's not the first place you look as a drug enforcement agent. Empty cassette tape. And he thought he was a goddamn genius. Sorry, I remember that trip now. Yeah. That was a good time. 
You know what we didn't let Jay bring on the car with us? Any cassettes? Anything? Cassette tapes. <laughs> He's like, hey, can I bring uh, this guy my stuff? I'm like, what stuff? You gotta go over the border still, man. <laughs> eh, good yeah. trip. How's Cavern, man? times good times so why did you stop by a cavern just because it was on the way i think my dad wanted to like make it as entertaining as possible while <laughs> having to drive all the way to canada hey guys i'm like, gonna go pick up jay but don't worry but don't worry it's a family trip it's a family trip and <laughs> yeah we stopped at cavern and tom and i were we went into the caverns and we found like there was a uh a paper mache wall yeah. with the security guys behind it. And uh, Tom and I were basically checking for secret doors everywhere we went and found one. Yeah, <laughs> found a secret door. Like, hey, man, hey, D&D has trained me for this. I yeah. found the secret door. Yeah. There's a guy drinking coffee, watching <laughs> monitors. And he would have got away with it if it wasn't for you kids. He would have, too, yeah, if it wasn't for us meddling kids. Like, this is not rock. Just like, what? Like, <laughs> it's not rock, man. What? I know rock. That's not rock. Yeah. And then Josh's like, I bet we could pry this open. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's a guy. Hey, guy. Guy. Okay. Old Master Pedori Joe. <laughs> Master Pedori Joe. Drinking <laughs> coffee. <laughs> we caught him at the wrong time, or did we? Did we? That was a great trip. Good trip. Probably masturbating right now. Probably dead. (laughs) But he's done. Joe, dead or alive? Joe, dead or alive? Josh. Dead. Dead. Oh, dehydration. 100% dead. Died doing what he loved. Water skiing. Checking off in a cave? How many years yeah. before they found him in that little secret room? Uh, Stacy, it's called spelunking. Oh. Oh, Uh-oh. yeah, it's my mistake. Spelunking. If you're wondering what uh, we're talking about for Dead or Alive, you can go check out our Patreon-only podcast, The Geek Leak, where every week we talk about all the other geeky stuff we're doing and besides comic books. And we also do a Dead or Alive segment where we go over an old sitcom or movie and talk about that, do some trivia and see if any of the cast members are dead or alive. Spoiler, we've been killing a lot of people. <laughs> it's true, it's true. We did uh, the WKRP a couple of weeks ago and uh, Bonner, James Bonner? Yeah. The, the guy who played Herb Tarlick died like two days later. I think Mike wanted to prove himself right. <laughs> dead or alive, I say dead. Nope, alive. We'll see. <laughs> we shall see, children. Easy. Oh, no. Just ask Gavin McLeod how effective we are. And uh, to subscribe to our Patreon page, what do you do, Mikey? You just go over to patreon.com slash the longbox, guys. And for a mere $1 a month, you get an extra podcast. Every week we decide to do a podcast. And all of that money goes to the Elizabeth Peabody House to help feed hungry people. That's right. They feed over 80 people every single week, and they're doing a great job over there. Thank you, Elizabeth Peabody House, also known as the Dark Order Food Bank. Try to get the Dark Order to sponsor us. They're an AEW faction. Didn't they send you a bunch of food? Uh, Not yet, but they said they would. Okay. 
Uh, so I'm waiting for that uh, that to come in. I guess that brings us to plugs. Anyone have anything good to plug? Josh, I'm really sorry to hear that you're not going to be doing uh, Con of Thrones this year. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I get what they did. I honestly think there was probably a, a uh, attendance problem with uh, the folks they invited. So it, it is what it is. So that's one last thing off the books. And uh, I'll, we'll rally for later in the fall with uh, Dragon Con. Gen Con and maybe New York Comic Con. We'll see. And right. Terrific Con. Terrific Con. Let's not forget that. It seems terrific. We should get a table for that. Yeah. Where is that? Let's let's see how it is first. Ish. Let's just go. Uh, Adrian Paul's going to be teaching uh, stage combat. You know, Adrian Paul's actually uh, pretty decent, I, I've been told, for stage combat. Uh, yeah, he teaches a class down the Cape Cod. Uh, a couple times a year. He's here. He's in Massachusetts all the time. Yeah. Seems like a nice fellow. Yeah. I would like to thank uh, Kirby Crackle for providing our geek rock music every week. You can check him out at kirbycracklemusic.com Stace, I know you have a terrific uh, Instagram and a whole bunch of other podcasts. What do you got going on? Um, let's see. I haven't recorded anything recently, but that doesn't mean that you can't check out the retronetwork.com. There are a lot of podcasts, a lot of, and a lot of great articles about things that you remember, or maybe you don't remember and you want to remember them. So check out the retronetwork.com. I'd like to plug geekorthodox.com. 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 Hello, Tammy. GeekOrthodox.com purveyor of fine t-shirts and other geeky things such as stained glass prints, Johnny Skywalker rocks glasses, you name it, they got it. GeekOrthodox.com I, I want to give a quick shout out to my favorite football team, the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. Been a huge Raiders fan uh, since I lived in San Francisco. A bunch of the Raiders guys used to come over to my restaurant called, uh, the, uh, called Bacon Bacon. And they were always so kind and so nice. I became a Raiders fan, and then after I became a Raiders fan, I found out the Raiders were one of the first football teams ever to incorporate, uh, um, to make sure that their African-American um, teammates were treated fairly when they were on the road. They were one of the first football teams to demand that African-American teammates could stay in the same hotel. Uh, they actually boycotted and did not play a game in which one of their African-American teammates was not allowed to stay in a hotel. So they have a great record of uh, being uh, forward-thinking. And this very week, uh, Carl, I'm sorry, Carl Nassim of the Las Vegas Raiders became the first uh, playing football player, not retired, uh, football player to come out as gay. Uh, we've had a lot of football players who have come out after they finished uh, being uh, football players and a lot of other athletes. But Carl is the first football player to be playing professionally on a team in, football, in uh, the NFL who's come out as gay. And uh, that takes a lot of courage, so we give a big shout-out to him. And I bought his jersey this week. Not my favorite number. It's like 48 or something. It's, it's not great. Not great. Not great. You could have got a better number for me, pal. That's all I'm saying. But I bought the jersey because you're cool. Fair. Yeah. It takes a lot of guts. And uh, Joe, uh, Joey Behar had to walk back a joke this morning. <laughs> it does take a lot of guts to wear a Raiders jersey. That's true. 
That's true. You know, you know my favorite part about being a Raiders fan is? No one's mad at me. No one gives a shit. Like, I'm, I'm here at my, my, my bar here in uh, Massachusetts, and everyone's in a rabid Patriots fan, and like, hey, you're wearing a Raiders jersey. Good for you, little buddy. They don't get... We pose so little threats that they don't give a shit. I, I was flying out of New Haven, Connecticut the other day, and the TSA guy says, I didn't realize you were wearing a Patriots jersey. I, uh, I would have uh, searched your bags a lot more if I had known that. And I was like, oh, who's your team? And he said, the Buffalo Bills. And I was like, oh, that's Aww. adorable. <laughs> yeah, poor little fella. Yeah, a little, little scratch in the head for you. Yeah. Tommy, what's your football team, man? We don't even know. You don't care. You don't care. Just say you don't care. Just say you don't care. It'd be the Boston Massacre Roller Derby team. Good good on you, boy. Good on you. Stay, so you are a football fan? Um, Yeah, I I like watching football. I'm I'm a Packers fan by marriage. Um, Yeah, of course. Well, and and also I love Aaron Rodgers, so... I like the Baltimore Ravens because they're the only other, the only team that's named after a poem. I think that's cool. Edgar Allan Poe's from Baltimore. I did not know that's why they were the Ravens, but that's why they're the Ravens. Fine, get it. Read a book. Fuck you guys. <laughs> Josh, who's your football team? I don't really see going right. I mean, I know you love basketball. Uh, yeah, I don't really have. I mean, I, 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 I support the Patriots because they're the local team, but other than that, uh, I'm not a. I have no particular affection for any. The Buccaneers team. lost me last year because they had this mock up of this new uh, jersey they were going to wear, this new emblem, which was just a pirate ship firing cannons. I'm like, fuck that, it's cool. But then they didn't go for it. I'm like, all right. Thanks, uh, guys. If you had the full-on pirate ship cannons firing into the breach, burn the ships as the, the fucking tagline, I would have been in. Okay. Good time. I'm a pirate. What can I say? I guess that does it for us today, guys. Everybody good? Yep. yep. Anybody got any last oh, yeah. words? All right, then, Mikey, what's this guy podcast like to you? It's like Drunk History, but for comics. Awesome. And Josh Dragon Con. Is that going to be your, uh, your sector? I'm going to give it a shot this year. It'll be my first Dragon Con. Ooh. Holy shit, that'll be a first. When is it? Uh, it's Labor Day, Day weekend. weekend. Labor Day weekend. That means nothing to me. I don't know what it counts. The first weekend in September. And, you know what? Yeah, I might be able to go. If you want, if you want company. Um, I'm, I am staying with the Linos, so I am at their whim. Well, um, um, I like the Linos. <laughs> Tom. <laughs> <laughs> I will invite myself onto the trip and stay with them. <laughs> I, I can imagine a scenario where that might be too much, Tom, but uh, it's a, it's, 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 it goes against me because I think I'm great. Tommy, what's, what do you got for it, man? If you haven't gotten a shot, get a shot. Maybe get two of them. We're not getting a shot yet. Stacy, sweet, sweet Stacy, how you doing? I'm good. I I want to I want to talk to the toy collectors out there. The 
my my fellow toy collectors who are stocking the toy aisles of stores like Walmart and Target, please don't be a dick to associates. It's <sighs> not their fault they don't have the He-Man or G.I. Joe toy that you want. It's not their fault. Be nice to them and quit making the rest of us look bad. Yeah, it was so disheartening to see some of those uh, uh, articles that came out over the last maybe month, month and a half. Uh, Target has discontinued selling some of those figures, and they've discontinued selling a lot of Pokemon stuff uh, just because people have become uh, just too aggressive when the shelves are being restocked. And that's that's not what our fandom is supposed to be about. That's, those aren't real fans, I don't think. Those are... Uh, people who are trying to like make a buck. Do you agree with that, Stace? Uh, not always. Um, and, and I'll give I'll give you an example. A lot of the aggression has come from uh, GI Joe collectors, and uh, it they get they get angry when you know they they go and they people say oh it's not here whatever then then the target associates put them out and and you can't you can't know when they're going to put stuff out you just can't sometimes unless you have an in with somebody at the store but um sometimes it is resellers but more often than not it's it's the other people who didn't get to the store early enough and they start yelling about you know, it's these damn scalpers that are getting getting to the store and and getting selling stuff out the back door and all this stuff. And it's just, it it's not, man. People just beat you. You know, <laughs> people just got there before you did, and and that's that's how it works. That's commerce. I think the problem is a little piecemeal. I think it's a little bit of everything kind of culminating, culminating. It's, yeah, I think more people are are resellers because of you know, being out of work because of COVID, um, things like that. I think people are a lot angrier than they used to be and they're looking to blame something. So they're blaming their fandom. Um, and that's where I think one of the big problems is, it's just, just calm down. It's as much as I love toys, they're just toys. They're they're They bring me joy. And the minute that they stop bringing me joy and I start getting angry on the internet because I didn't get what I wanted, then I'm going to walk away. Stacy, like do, do you have a G.I. Joe Chuckles? I, I have a vintage, yeah, I have a vintage Chuckles. Do you have a Chuckles? Oh, I that do. was my guy. That was my guy. I loved him. Yeah. He was the infiltration guy. You No, you don't have a handy. Not, no, I was going to show you my favorite, well, other than Zorana. Zorana's my favorite G.I. Joe figure, but... This is my favorite, my second favorite, which is, I don't know if you can see it, but uh, this is Tiger Force Outback. <laughs> I love him because he is wearing a kitty shirt <laughs> and he kind of looks like Michael McDonald. Nice. <laughs> uh, I guess that's everybody. They get everybody. And then, well, don't forget what I always say. Don't diss what you hate. Just promote what you love. You'll live longer. Thanks from the long box, guys. Bye-bye.